It's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. You know, it's funny as we uh, say, good morning, everybody. We come to you live from Riverwind Casino. As some of you point out from time to time when you're uh, when you're dialed in and we spend our Fridays here at Riverwind, you can always hear the the uh, the fun, the atmosphere, the ambiance that comes. Now, we're not necessarily by an area where there's ding. Well, there's slot machines here, but like the old school, like we're not, we're not kind of in that area. So it's a little bit nice, but we are definitely Connor Pasby in an area where you can hear the uh, the tunes that are jamming whenever we come in. Now, someday, someday I want to meet the DJ that puts together this playlist because I'm here to tell you right now, I don't think there's been a Friday from 9 to noon on the Plank Show where we've come in here. How would the kids say it, Connor, that the tunes are on point? Is that still a thing or no? I think so, yes. Okay. I, I, I put it that way. Dude, I mean... November rain, but no, I know it's December, by the way. But November rain? I mean, really? That's how we're. Let's. I'm ready to run through a freaking wall right now. All I need to know is why Axel Rose's bride died so quickly. Did she get a cold from the rain during the wedding? Did something else happen? Is there an unsolved mysteries episode about this somewhere? And am I the only one that every so often has to go back and watch the video on YouTube? to figure out exactly what happened. It's the insanity of me, dude. Flowers smell a little better today. Tunes are kicking. We're at Riverwind. And my beloved Las Vegas Raiders did something that they've never done in my lifetime. My beloved Raiders, whom have caused me more pain than joy. It's like a, the, the Raiders to me, I was trying to think of a, of a kind way to put it because I was going to say like a, like a crackhead family member to where you love them, but they just suck your will to live. But I kind of think that might be like a frowned upon comparison, right? That might get me in a little bit of trouble today, so I don't want to do that. But they've brought me more pain than joy in my life. And even at, what are they now, um, six and eight? I, I don't know if I've been happier after an NFL game, Connor. I don't know why. I, it, it's a Thursday night game. That means nothing for a 5-8 and eight football team. And yet here I stand maybe in as good of a mood, maybe as happy as I've ever been in a long time when it comes to the National Football League. Why Make that make sense to me. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, I mean, I was basically watching all four quarters because I of wanted course. to see how uh, bad the score was going to get. Man, the Raiders really put them on them, uh, especially in that first half. Well, and then he, here's the other thing, and I'll just – I'm. I won't do to you what I know other hosts might do, which is then spend the next rest of the program talking about their team. I mean, I really, really want to today. I mean, I really want to, but I won't, I won't do that to you. But I think, I think my favorite part, and I don't know if Antonio Pierce is going to be the next head coach of the Raiders, and I don't know if he's going to be an NFL head coach, at all but man i hope all my coaches have that mindset to where it's just sorry ladies by the way that the riverwind uh, casino people had brought me a table and then these lovely women brought uh, with the maintenance crew brought me a second table connor so whenever they were walking out with the second table i got a little bit of a dirty look 
It's like, <laughs> what is this? What is that? You already have a table. Why did you say you needed a table? Someone had beat him to. But anyway, back to the point. They were walking by, and I didn't want to ignore them. That's rude. Connor, when they were up, what what was it, like 49 zip at halftime? 42 zip, whatever it was. And by the way, what, I, I don't know who the producer is of the Amazon Prime broadcast. I have no idea. But whose decision was it to go interview the coach whose team is down like 50 at halftime? It's like, let's go down the field, and Clarissa is with Brandon Staley. And I was like, What? <laughs> What do we even do? Let's let's go down to the team who's had their soul ripped out and their head stomped in. Brandon Staley, coach, thoughts. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If I was doing a sideline report and they're like, "Hey, go uh, go get coaches down 49 to zip," I'd be like, "Yeah, no, I, I no, no. What are we doing right now?" I don't know what you're supposed to say as a head right? coach at that yeah. moment. But when they finally talk to Antonio Pierce coming out of the locker room he was like yeah we're not letting up i mean i told him to finish them he was mad when they kind of let up against the giants a couple weeks ago so happy happy plank happy three hours right so i want to get to so while i was enjoying this game last night connor pasby i i noticed gosh i'm trying to think of the best way to describe this train wreck um, absolute car crash disaster nuclear whatever but things were not going well on the x amongst the sooner nation and I, i i don't know i didn't partake because i was too happy but yesterday yesterday um, after our show got done, I went and worked with Gabe, and we did our Big 12 show together. And throughout the show, we were – and, again, this is – I'm not trying to dog another employer. We don't get uh, one one-millionth of the interaction on that show that we get with our listeners here. And so I told him, like, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. I, I'm going to get it. And this was at, like, uh, I don't know. Kind of me like 3 o'clock yesterday. I'm like, I want to bring this up on the air. I want to talk about this with the Sooner Nation. And then, lo and behold, as I open up Twitter, I realize, oh, the question about the role of fans, fan criticism, things of that nature, there's a mushroom cloud all over social media right now. And then I'll, I'll add that other layer to it, which I don't know how some of these things get started. I also don't know how true some of them are because I've heard rumors in the past and I'll say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then inevitably it comes true. It's like, oh, wow, look at that. So when it started to matriculate through social media that the the link, the conduit between Caden Green and Oregon might have been Dylan Gabriel – Right, everyone started feeling some sort of way, and I, I don't know about you, Connor, and I don't know how much you immersed yourself in it, but it really seemed like we had a ready, shoot, a mindset with it, right? I mean, first of all, I, in this era that we're in, in this era of college football, 
until something is done about either tampering or negotiating before you're in the portal, this is going to continue. And everyone that tries to say, well, it's just like the NFL. No, it's not. There's rules in the NFL. There's rules. You can't start contacting teams until a certain point and a certain time and until your contract is up. Now, again, that, that adds another layer to this conversation, right? Oh, they're not contracts. They don't have a union. Listen, I, I'm just when I see it as a general kind of take, it's like, oh, it's, it's just like the NFL now. No, 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 no. In the NFL, there's rules. Tampering is not allowed in the NFL. You can't, you can't start talking. Now, there's, there's ways that they go around it, and we all know it happens. But if you get caught, there's substantial fines, and you lose a draft pick, if not multiple draft picks. We've seen it happen. Look what happened to the Miami Dolphins last year. And their tampering was with, what, a coach? And that the, the, the tampering was with a coach? And they lost a first-round draft pick over it. I mean, that's not by any means capital punishment, but let's say they were a bad football team. Could you imagine losing the number one overall pick in the draft or a top ten pick? It, I just dims the rules. So when we get mad about these kind of things, you have to remember there's not, I don't want to say a lot of coaches, but, yeah, there's not a lot of coaches that live by that mindset that Brent Venables had when he came from Clemson to Oklahoma. In fact, I would say coaches' approach, which I dig and I agree with, is very much in the minority. In fact, I would say it's in the not just single-digit percentages, but the point, like five percentages. Everyone as a player or as a coach, goes to another school, you bet your bottom dollar that they're going to be trying to get either the best players from the place they came from, obviously, right, the coaches are are, are kind of a different conversation, and they're going to start talking to the guys they were recruiting. And I, I don't think we can fault them for that. It's just they want the best players. That's life. That's how it goes. But to get back to the point of this, if somebody expresses to you when you transfer that they're unhappy or that they might be looking, well, I mean, you know that any player is going to go to their head coach and say, hey, we got a dude here that wants to get out. Might be worth a conversation. And it works in every level, in every school, everywhere. So – to hear that, and again, I don't know. Did we ever find out, Connor, how factual these were? Because I thought, you know, and it was, I believe it was Murdoch, right? And I haven't talked to Kerry today because I didn't really plan on getting into this too much. This is kind of a, the appetizer to the, the steak, like the steak night dinner buffet every Friday night starting at 5 o'clock here at Riverwind Casino. But I don't know if there is that actual true tie, right, just outside of, Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon. Oregon suddenly viewed as a place that is very high on Caden Green or could be very high on his list, or at least somebody that apparently there's a big offer out there. And outside of maybe speculating or trying to identify it, I I don't know if we ever had like this hard, true, 
yeah, Dylan Gabriel is that guy. I kind of think Kerry even said, hey, I just brought up that it could be a possibility, right? Yeah, I mean, you, okay. don't, you, don't, you don't know how true it is, but we did see David Stone. I think he said something last night that this is not true at all. But, yeah. I mean, you're going to continue to see these type of things happen. If someone transfers, yeah, they're going to try to get a offensive lineman, a guy they just played with, to transfer with them. I mean, <laughs> you just you, you see it happen. Everywhere. Everywhere. And, and again, you might say, as, as I would, I think that that's dirty pool. And I do. And I do. But until until we decide to do something about it as an entity, whether that's coaches coming together, which they're not going to, whether it's – see, I say the NCAA, but I can't really count on them for anything, can I? Whether it's conferences coming together, whatever it is, even incorrect stories, right? <laughs> but stories like this are going to pop up, and they're going to happen everywhere. And, I, and I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. I'm going to scream it from the mountaintops. We can complain about NIL. We can complain about um, collectives. We can complain about all of these. But until we fix... The transfer slash tampering problem, this is going to be an issue. I was listening to Steelman whenever we were done here yesterday, and I always I always get about Steely's opening segment gets me to midway through Highway 9 on my drive home. And they were playing the Jaron Canick cut that's gone vi- viral from the podcast on the Prairie. I mean, if if that doesn't open everyone's eyes to the fact that there's a problem here, then what are we even doing? Whenever And I know Danny kind of precursored it with this is Jaron's theory, and I, I agree with it. I think I agree with it 100% too, and I think it's a big problem. I think it's a big problem. I think the schedule is part of it. Now, there's not, as in, in, unless the academic side of this is going to reset schedules and we're going to reset enrollment dates and things of that nature, yeah, they, that's not going to change. But to me, to Airboy, I I think a lot of you have sold me on this, and I have thought a lot about it, and I think it's the first place that things need to be fixed. We need to, we need to stop asking for Congress to help out college sports. Stop. Just stop. I, I just if, – if, and, and I know it's different levels, and I know it's different areas, but – if we've been taught anything from watching the way that Florida and now Georgia politicians are acting, it's like, yeah, I think we can pretty much sit around. There's so many smart people. There's so many smart people in college athletics. They, they, they train. They study. There's former players who have lived it, former student athletes at places where they don't have the resources that Power 5 schools have. But they all understand what it takes to get it fixed. And stories like this grow legs because there's no repercussions. Stories like this will continue to, and again, the story we're talking about, if you're just tuning in, was the then debunked rumor about Dylan somehow being the conduit between Caden Green and Oregon, Dylan Gabriel. But my, my point is just when I see that, I'm like, I don't be that, I don't buy that, I don't think it's true, come to find it's not true. But I pull back and I think, well, that's a product of a bigger issue here. 
We have got to do something about tampering. And no one wants to do it because everybody's doing it. Yeah. And until we get something taken care of on that front, this is still going to be craziness come this time of year. And I want to make this very clear, too, because I know there's – there's some of you out there that hate listen, OSU fans, even though you know I love you. This isn't just because Caden Green left Oklahoma or are the rumors of why he left. That's not that's not why. This has been a since the first time that we saw the portal open, right? A couple of years ago when this became the thing of the off season. It's kind of been my thought from day one. Jordan Addison was the first, what, real high-profile case? Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I, this is all start filibustering here, and we'll never get done. <laughs> but I just my point is, Connor, something has to be done whenever yeah. it comes to the, well, the tampering side. If you don't get a handle on this, you're going to continue to see players on the move to a different school. School. That's why it's hard to keep guys there for two right. or three years. And Caden Green is an example, four-star, five-star kid coming in, freshman, had a really good season, now he's out the door. Yeah. If you would like to jump in on that, 405-329-9000, that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. We'd love to get your calls. Uh, also, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I see that's already hopping. Connor, when we come back, let, let, let's talk about the other story. I think there's an old 80, 80s movie called About Last Night. That's what I kind of feel like this show is on this Friday morning. About Last Night. And unfortunately, none of you seem to want to talk about the greatest Thursday night football game ever played last night. We'll get a break. That's Connor Pasby. I'm Chris Plank. This is the Home of Sooner Fans. Can I make a quick confession to you real quick? Wait, does that make any sense, Connor? Can I make a quick confession to you real quick? I think it's just can I make a confession to you real quick, right? Yes, that's it. Okay. Since I was able to avoid a lot of the um, Sooner Nation fighting last night on the X. It reminded me of what made me fall in love with Twitter. Because to me, what I love Twitter for was it was like having a watch party with all your buddies but they're not in your house and eating your food and drinking all your ice-cold beverages and getting the house dirty and things of that nature. It was awesome. You're just, like, kicking with your boys and your friends, however many followers or people you follow, and you got all the stats and everything. It was great. It was great, man. Also helps when your team puts, like, 100 points on on one of their rivals. That helped it out a lot. But then, uh, then as soon as I got done with that beautiful feeling, of how well my beloved Vegas Raiders had played. Connor Pasby, I made the decision, maybe not the brightest decision that I have ever made, to kind of see what all of Sooner Nation was talking about last night. Um, I love fans. <laughs> I think they're, they're the most important thing in all of sports. And the fact that we reach this point where, for some reason, people feel like there needs to be a line drawn between uh, you didn't play, so you don't have an opinion and you don't matter, and, hey, I pay for my ticket. I 
I pay my in the NFL, and I think, you know, you have the donation side in the college ranks. I pay my PSOs, uh, PSL, sorry, personal seat license. But I just, I've never really understood the need for some to separate between what a fan's allowed to do and what a fan isn't allowed to do, right? There's no rules. I mean, there's laws. I mean, we're not going to bring any laws. But there's, like, there's no rules. And I can't, I'm not going to lie to you, I find it somewhat enraging whenever you get the, what does everyone call it, the mansplaining of how you're supposed to be and what you're allowed to do as a fan. Am I, am I crazy here? I just, I don't. I don't get it. Now, Zach Sanchez, um, if I'm following the right, if I'm on the right one, I think he locked his Twitter account last night. And so and I, I might have even unfollowed everyone. But at the core of this, it's not a – like Zach can have his takes, and that's, and that's fine, right? I don't – he's a former player. He did great things here. Um. But I also don't – I don't really know if the smartest thing on the planet is to be picking fights with the fan base, right? I mean, it's just – I've never really truly understood that. Have you? I mean, if we disagree on an opinion, that's one thing. That's one thing. That's funny. It's also food guy. Um but secondly, it doesn't have to become personal and telling people they don't have a role or that. I just, I've never, I'm, I've never really understood that, Connor, and I've never understood having that take. Yeah, I mean, it did get a little personal last time. He chaos, oh. or Twitter was kind of a chaos with, uh, yeah, Zach Sanchez tweet, and then it felt like he just kept interacting and arguing with fans all night long. It doesn't. You don't gain anything. You don't gain anything. Um, and, and more than anything else, all you end up doing is putting yourself in a bad light. Your people start kind of questioning everything about you, right? Because that's what we do. I'm not. I'd be more than happy to have Zach jump on here if he wanted to. But I also... I'm not going to sit there and throw them softballs and be like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, I understand. I get it. That's fine. That's good. You owe the fans. You do. You absolutely do. Now, to what degree that is, some fans get carried away and they think you owe them everything. Other fans don't. But I think with where we are with collectives, Ticket sales, things of that nature. College football isn't the hottest thing. Well, in our world, the number one thing, right? But it's not the hottest thing going without what? Without the fans, without the passion. So I've never, I don't know. Maybe it's a situation to where someone talked a little gas and you get carried away. Or maybe that's how someone really feels. But I want to make it very clear right here on the, on the Plank Show. 
to every member of not just the Plank Platoon, but the Ref Army, and, of course, every member of Sooner Nation, Raider Nation, uh, Chiefs Kingdom, Cowboys fan, whatever. I love you all. All of your opinions matter to me. Now, some of them might be really dumb, and that's fine. We can have a fight about that, and that's good. But KREF isn't KREF without you. And Oklahoma Sooner football and softball, they're not what they are without y'all. Though I would say probably Patty Gasso has a little bit more to do with Sooner softball than we do, but that's just me. Gabe tweeted this last night, like, it's a former athlete here. The further removed you get from it, the more clear it becomes that athletes owe fans a bleep ton. Fans may not be able to do what we're able to do, but their support and financial investments are the reasons your opportunity exists. I think that's said pretty well, don't you? Yeah, support and investment showing up every single game. Yeah, fans, yeah, they, they, they play a big part in college football. All right, uh, do you feel like we handled those two tenuous kind of situations okay i don't i don't know where everyone is with the 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 zach sanchez stuff i don't know where everyone stands on that right now but i do think that we're in a situation that you know we we can't flip out when everyone has an opinion that's different and by the way zach was wrong on a lot of things that he said last night too but yeah i didn't i didn't really know how to take that i mean it, it, it triggered me a little bit but fans can have their own opinion and zach's That's pretty right. much telling them that they can't because they don't put any time and effort in it at all could not disagree more okay nine thirty-three. when we come back let's take our quick let's take our first dip into the knippemeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 at 10 a.m this morning lee sterling will be in the house from paramount sports Dot com, and we have our first group of bowl games, including the first Big 12 Bowl, on Saturday night. We'll dive into where Connor and I sit in our, uh, what's the, uh, the Unhitch the Wagon, the T-Row in the Morning Show, Bowl Extravaganza. I've got one of these games pretty high in my confidence list for tomorrow night. We'll dive into it on a busy Friday on location at Riverwind Casino. It's the Plank Show. You know what? This is this is fair because a lot of people have been in and out this morning. It's a Friday, and not a lot, uh, a lot of you have texted. All right, so what exactly did Zach text that led all of this? Our tweet. What exactly did uh, Dylan do? And, and let's just real quick try to summarize this before we get to true in your texts. And Connor, you fill in any blank you feel like I missed. There was. Let me step back for one second here real quick, and I know you hate when I do this, Fat Boy NBA. I've noticed there is this thing with On3, and I don't know if it's one of their algorithms or something of that nature, and I don't know if it's I, I, not algorithm, but something that they do for engagement. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll gladly take the bullets. But they'll either report something and speculate on something at Sooner Scoop, and it's really good, and then On3 – will, like, run with a version of it on their Twitter feed that just makes it look like it's an official thing. They did it with the Danny Stutzman, right? They did it with the Dylan Gabriel thing yesterday, and here's what it was. So I'm just saying, I don't blame. I I think Kerry was speculating, so I'm not here to start losing my mind on anyone's reporting. That dude is as tight in as anyone I know. I mean, that's just – that's what I would tell you. But I, I think he had speculated, right? Dylan Gabriel could be the link between 
Caden Green in Oregon could be someone helping to broker that deal. And so everyone lost their mind. Dylan Gabriel's not coming back to Oklahoma. He's an Oregon duck. That's not what this is about. This was about Caden Green's situation and DG's role. And then as you mentioned, David Stone came out pretty quick and was like, yeah, none of that is true. (laughs) And by the way, David Stone is a guy that we're counting on, right? And I think he's going to be a solid voice for this program, I hope, for years to come. And And his play should back it up. Did I capsulize that one pretty well? Yes, it did. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I just saw the David Stone. Yeah, he reacted pretty quickly. Yeah, late last night. Zach Sanchez yesterday tweeted this, uh, probably about a little bit after the show, about this time yesterday. He said, the entitlement of fans is hilarious to me, dog. You've put 0% of the time and effort players have actually have, but actually believe you deserve an explanation when 18 to 22-year-old kids make a decision they feel is best for them. Only people in that locker room are allowed to question it. And, of course, then that that led to an S show on Twitter. I, I, I think I, I must have been looking at the wrong Zach this morning. Sorry. And it's never been like my guy to just shut things down and, and lock an account, so I apologize. But that led to a lot of back and forth and then doubling down on it, and then he and Gabe got in a fight. So it was, it was pretty wild. I mean, it really truly was. Turned into a mess. Was. That's what it, it did. Turned into a mess. I, I like what my man Tom Dunning tweeted. I like Tom a lot. At T Dunning, he writes: Athletes who say only players have standing to criticize are often quick to call music good or bad, despite not knowing what key it's on or in. They can like or dislike a song, but have no claim to say if it's good or bad. Right? <laughs> um, I. That's funny. That's a good way to look at it. It's like music. Oh, that's terrible song. Well, I mean. Do you really know what key it's in? Do you know what they're trying to do here? No, I don't care. I just don't like the song. It's like you don't have to be a musician to like or not like music. All right, True Sooner has been waiting to check in on this. True, welcome to the Plank Show. What's going on today, buddy? Well, the autumn wind is a raider. Heck, yeah, it is. And so, anyway, so, okay, the Zach Sanchez thing real quick, that's almost as dumb as the, as the OSU guy saying that you can't be a fan if you didn't go to school there and graduate. Oh, yes. I mean, that's what that reminds me of. But so this, okay, playing devil's, devil's advocate on something, and this might make some of your minions mad, but the Dylan Gabriel stuff, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's just say that, I mean, I mean what's a conduit? That, you know, what, from the coaching staff asking if Green was any good, yes, he's good. I mean, does that make him a conduit? But, but my right. question is, but do we even know is, if that's what happened? Right, right. But, you know, they, they probably asked about him. You know, probably. You know, but, but my question, let's play devil's advocate and say that they that he was the conduit. And he, I mean, how much with, with Levy gone and with the way he was kind of treated this year and and with, uh, you know, the, with the way he was treated at OU and then, and then the fact that if it's true – that they told him, "Hey, we're going to go with the with the freshman guy," which I totally understand. It's time for you to either go to the NFL or it's time for you to go somewhere else. I right. mean, in this time that we're in right now, how much loyalty does he really owe OU? Who Levy? No, DG. Oh, DG. Okay, because I'm. I heard you. Oh, that's a with good. With all question. those things in place, with all those things in place. Yeah. I only think about things as to how I handle them. And if 
if I'd been talked to the way on social media that some of these guys mm-hmm. are talked to, I wouldn't feel like right. I owe you bleep, right? I, I completely exactly. understand that. But, 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 as far as Dylan Gabriel is concerned, I mean, I, I tend to think he's a pretty classy dude, right? I, I tend to think he's pretty upright. What does he owe, owe you? Or, I mean, I well, I guess nothing, <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, he, he basically, I mean, you could say he did. Now, Josh Heupel, you know, what he did for this program coming in was they'll never be matched. But what Dylan Gabriel did for this program and the lack of respect he got in a time of dire need for this program, um, they, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, obviously they wouldn't have went out and got somebody, but, uh, you know, we didn't want, you know, Bevel playing quarterback the last two years. Right. So, I don't know, man. I just think I, I think he was for what he did for OU. I think he was treated pretty bad, and we'll never know if the conversation was for sure about hey, you need to either you need to move on. It seems like that may have been what happened, but I just I don't know, man. I'd be kind of like okay, well, if you're telling me I need to move on, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how much loyalty there would be there. Well, I, how about this? So, and I appreciate your phone call, True. All right, man. We'll see you, man. All right. <laughs> By the way. Brooke, great text this morning, Brooke. Great text. She rides on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hey, guess what? Just because it's behind a paywall doesn't mean it's true. Some people don't seem to realize that. Yeah, and just because you, you, you speculate on something doesn't mean that it's an absolute fact. And sometimes, you know, hey, I'm just going to be honest. I'm guilty of it. I'm very guilty of it. Here's how I think. This is in my, in Chris Plank's world how the Dylan Gabriel saga went down with him leaving Oklahoma. Because I think if I'm under, I think that's what True was asking about more, right? Hey, does he really owe Oklahoma anything if they told him you're not welcome back? I mean, I don't think Dylan Gabriel was ever not welcome back. Now, we can get into the nuts and bolts of it because, as Brent Venable said, yeah, we told him to come back and compete like everyone else. I don't think it was a situation like Baker and Kyler. And I'll tell you right now, if there was if there was the um, open portal like it is today when Kyler Murray was a quarterback, I don't know if Kyler Murray would have ever taken a snap at Oklahoma. No. I, I, don't, I don't think he would have stayed around to wait another year behind Baker Mayfield. That's me. Could be incorrect. And I don't know, what, I don't know when I'll get to talk to Kyler again, but I'm not, I'll ask him. Because I just, I, I think whenever you look at it and wonder, all right, well, did Oklahoma tell him to get out? I don't think Oklahoma told him to get out. I, I think they would have loved to have him back. But I think he would be coming back with the knowledge that he might not be the starting quarterback. And I think Dylan Gabriel wants to play. It's just me. All right, um, let, let's. this is good. This is good on the text line. Let's get a break. Good text, by the way, bro. Great start to the day. 405-651-3439. Uh, I see Sooner Harley J. I see the man's man, Josh from Car Equipment is checked in. Bobby Chulo is back? Uh, wow. So we got a lot of the rock stars checking in next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we got breaking news. Breaking news brought to you by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. Now, last night, in the midst of all of, I guess you could say, the harumph harumphs and the chaos, 
Oklahoma got some pretty good news on the interior of its defensive line when DeJon Terry announced that he was coming back. And I think, I think that DeJon Terry was somebody that had walked on, uh, on senior day. I think he was. So that was big. But according to Twitter.com, well, I guess it's X.com, but still Twitter.com, Jacob Lacey is coming back? One of the all-time great moments where I actually had something right and you all were calling me stupid was me telling you about all the great things I had heard from Jacob about Jacob Lacey. I mean, they, you want to talk about – I got piled on freaking Zach Sanchez style, man. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. They were crushing me. Oh, he's not going to play. He's hurt. He might not even ever step on campus. But Jacob Lacey announces on Twitter moments ago that he is running it back like a running back. <laughs> <laughs> that's big. I mean, that's big. You had John Terry last night, Jacob Lacey today. Uh, good start for the defensive line. And, of course, you got David Stone coming in. So I still think you need to get maybe one more defensive lineman in the portal. That, that's right. a good start, though. I, I, I wonder – in all the guys, and we'll have our portal report coming up uh, maybe a little bit after 10 o'clock this morning because Lee Sterling is going to join us. I'll, I'll get it right off the top so we can get the news that's been taking place. But I I think the def- – I haven't heard OU tied to a lot of defensive linemen, I guess, is, is my concern right now on that front. I haven't seen a lot of buzz around D linemen in the portal. Now, that could be something in the second portal window. That opens up after the spring? I don't know. I don't know. But at the very least, great news this morning. Jacob Lacey will return. And and here is, I think he's going to start. I think he's a day one starter. I think he's that good. Um, And they rotate guys a lot in that defensive tackle room because they want him fresh. But I think he's going to start. And I think he's got a chance to be a big-time impact player. Last year, of course, when he, he was the it seemed like he was the very first guy to join the Sooners out of the portal. But obviously had the health issues, had the scares with the blood clots, and now they've worked through that. They've they've got that. I I don't know if you ever say that's taken care of. That's always gonna be, I think, something you're concerned about. But this is great news for Oklahoma Sooner football fans. This gets us away from fighting people. This is great. Positivity. This is great. Um, and then Coy writes, Caden Green just posted on his Instagram story that he is in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. You know well, what? I, well, I okay. saw, I saw Hayes Fawcett. I mean, he just put something, I think it was 30 Did or he? 40 minutes ago that he has locked up visits to Oregon, which is today or tomorrow. Missouri. And then Missouri. Okay. All right. So we haven't had a, a, a Makuba situation that that's re. <laughs> retweeted and said, How about no, that? Not. Yeah, no, yeah, we have no. not. Nine one eight Nate is uh, quickly becoming one of my favorites. Nate, your number uh, and name is stored, so you don't have to worry about putting your name on it, buddy. He writes, one question. What actually do the players owe the fans? Thank you? What else? No, no, no. I, I, I think that's a fair point because this has been a huge fight in the sports world 
for years and years and years and years. What's going on with him? Well, he's hurt. Well, how's he hurt? What's where's he hurt? Uh, you know, it's uh, hippo laws, I guess, is one way in college, but in the NFL, it's like, oh, we'll see. Well, I mean, what's going on? How hurt is he? What? It just says questionable. What? Right? Um, maybe it's a mistake that you make in a game. Oh, we don't know the fans' an explanation for that. That's fair. I, I don't think I don't think players have to get on Twitter and give an explanation about every injury and every play that's made but but i think there are you at the core of it at the core of it i think there needs to be that understanding that you know fans are integral to sports i I don't know if i've ever said anything more obvious or dumber in my whole life when it comes out of my mouth (laughs) but i feel like that just needs to be magnified and welcome to a world now for college football and college athletics, where those of us who would kind of push back against the criticism and, hey, calm down, man. They, they These are college kids. They're playing for a degree, and it's gone, and it's gone. And that just opens up a whole nother level of reaction, I think, from fans. And in a lot of ways, especially in the college game right now, it's got to be heard. you got to listen to them. Because we're begging them, you need to invest. What is Mark Stoops and what do all these coaches, what are they, fans, you've got to invest. You've got to invest in these players. You've got to put money towards these collectives. Well, whenever someone just up and leaves for no reason, they want answers, especially whenever they've been invested. Whenever someone makes a mistake, they want answers. Or when they're not around, they want answers because they're invested in them. So I don't know if that answers the question or not, Nate, but I appreciate the text. All kinds of good stuff coming up, including Lee Sterling right here on the right.